0: Should I just do that whole thing while you're doing our intro? <laughs>
1: I want to keep our listeners, so... <laughs> it's
0: not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the
0: show where we run down the latest super entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week
1: Batgirl loses its writer-director... Oh, wah, wah. that's sad. Fox is trying to rush the scrolls into the X Men universe. Yet again, no, if-
0: don't don't do it. Mm-hmm.
1: Infinity War. It could be the longest Marvel movie ever, Mike. Mm, too much of a good thing. Oh, I don't know.
0: Clickbait headline. Well, <laughs> well,
1: clickbait. Mike's response and more. So, uh, yeah, we got some news this week. You know, same yeah. same as same as usual, Mike. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to start here. This is one of those days where I've, my mother in law has been in town all weekend, so everything's just kind of a haze of. <laughs> Things we've been doing, where I'm going, what's happening. Well, so.
0: no, I think I think that's a good jumping off point because roughly a week ago, I think, today, I came across uh, some social media from you saying that you were making the jump into the 3D dimension and you bought... Um, your first VR headset, and I think you told me, you were just like, I was having a crappy day at work, <laughs> so I was treating myself. So it seems like your your week kind of didn't really get much better, so I'm curious, if it, was the VR a welcoming addition? Tell me how this So, So,
1: uh, for those who know, I've had a PlayStation 4 for about two years now, I traded a, a camera I wasn't using anymore for it, and I've played a game called No Man's Sky, and which is apparently really controversial, because... The final product was anything like the, the ads yeah
0: i remember hearing about that I, drama last year yeah i
1: got it after the update i didn't i don't it doesn't bother me I, I it doesn't offend me but um then i really haven't played it i mean i'm an xbox guy you know that's that's where i play i've been playing that uh, friend of the show quentin parker we play uh fort we played Fortnite together not in a couple weeks but we did uh, um and some other stuff so i decided to put my playstation 4 to use and use this week they had a president's day sale on vr headsets i went and just bought the bundle to hopefully get some use out of my PlayStation 4, Mike, and I am loving it. It's like McDonald's
0: I, up in that joint. Uh, I'm I, I'm surprised just because you always you seem to be a little bit more of a um, I guess a a pragmatic type of person, mm-hmm. and usually VR is kind of seen as kind of like um just like a gimmick. So, it's interesting to see that you're falling in love with it. So, I
1: think the difference is here. Only the VR I've experienced is where you buy those cheap $10 headsets, just slide your phone into it. Oh, yeah. Those are garbage. (laughs) That was my only experience into this. And, again, I work in 3D virtual reality tours of homes for a living. So, Mm -hmm. that's the only way we could experience it. When you get a PlayStation headset on and the light is almost shut out from your eyes and you have the weight of the controllers in your hands and you can actually do stuff... Like interact with it other than just move your head around a little bit, Mm -hmm. it changes your whole perception of what virtual reality can be. Um, I bought the Skyrim VR bundle because I Mm -hmm. needed literally everything and that's the one that came with it. I didn't play Skyrim because it glitched and I found out I'm almost to the point where I glitched in my old game. So that's where I Uh stopped playing completely. So I'm really excited to see if I can get beyond it. But there had a sale so I went and bought like 10 other games this week on on VR. (laughs) So uh, my biggest thing I would say, if you get a VR headset and you know someone who has it, Ask them if they have a game called VR Worlds for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. There's a little mini game slash experience in there called London Heist. And have you seen the movie Snatch? Uh, I'm familiar. Uh, it's like that if that was a video game. Oh. So you're in this like British underground mob world and you're trying to steal a diamond and you think you've been had. So this one guy's mad because the guy who hired you was trying to kill you, and then you're just kind of caught in the middle because they think you stole a diamond you don't have. I don't know. It's really interactive. It's really fun. You get some shooting. You get some story elements. You can pick stuff up. Uh, It's just that was really where I was like, okay, I I get it now. I totally understand what's going on
0: in virtual reality. Well, I have have two quick questions about this. Okay. So the first one was, is it kind of weird that the controllers – aren't those controllers like from the PlayStation 3 aren't those just like really old hardware
1: um they they are from there but I bought they, they have newer ones that are just that just said for PlayStation for use with VR uh, okay they gotcha. don't bother me the only thing they lack is any joysticks they're just every one of them is identical mm-hmm. um, and they have the four main buttons an action button and a trigger and that's about it
0: get some joysticks out there people but
1: the tracking is almost impeccable on them like i have that's no good. issues
0: with tracking on them at all that's good that's what you're looking for and question number two yes. i asked you to do this earlier this week so now i'm going to find out if you actually did is i wanted you to get some sort of older relative in a vr headset and tell me how they react i did, did so, you end up doing, yes uh, yes so uh, <laughs>
1: again i mentioned my mother-in-law was in town this weekend <laughs> and while i could not get my hands on a copy of uh resident evil 7 Oh god, that would have been so which scary. is the, the <laughs> entire campaign is playable in VR in that game for PlayStation. So oh yeah, it's scary.
0: Hours. I I watched like a a whole Let's Play. I think of maybe Markiplier playing it, and yeah, it looks terrifying.
1: So I'm excited to give that a try a little bit. Um, <laughs> I have knocked over several cans and bottles <laughs> while playing on accident, but we did. We put her in. We put her in a um a you're like in a tank underwater, like scuba diving. So she's oh, okay. looking around at, like, all the things on this coral reef going on, mm-hmm. and um, she had a really good time with it. She didn't. She had no issues with it. She really liked to see, to point out the things she could see.
0: So you didn't uh, go ahead and try to terrify your mother-in-law? No, uh, I don't think she, she <laughs> knew we probably, doing that. probably a good move in the long term.
1: Yeah, but um, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law were also over, and I put them in different games. Um uh, my sister-in-law was in a shark cage experience where she, you like you're going down in the cage and a shark attacks you while you're down there, kind of oh, thing. Oh, spooky! And we have another game called Dick
0: Wild. Yeah, it's it's yeah, exactly. Get, I wish that's what I thought it was, but I don't think it's what I think. No,
1: it was. well, so you're like this hillbilly swamp dude, and you shoot like waves of alligators and swamp creatures coming at you with different guns that are like homemade. So it's like it's like an arcade shooter kind of thing. You get points as you play. Um, They have already purchased a PlayStation 4 and a VR headset by this afternoon after playing
0: it. Oh, wow. So, th- I mean, that's a that's a story that I do keep on hearing is a lot of people out there are kind of critical about it. They're like, it's expensive. I don't know. It just seems like a gimmick, like 3D TVs, but... I think uh, all the times I've seen people experience it, they're always blown away. So I've had a chance to kind of dabble in the Oculus for a little bit and some more high-end Samsung VR stuff, um, which is kind of like a the better version of putting your phone in a headset. And that stuff has always been really cool. So mm. I hope I can I hope I can join you someday. Chris. Well, I
1: think the the best part about it is the PlayStation. I think is the cheapest entry point <laughs> since you yeah, just have I to buy so. a PlayStation Four, which you can get used. It works on all of them. And and in the headset kit, um, which uh, I think it was like three fifty right now, hundred dollars off for everything in a box. Yeah, so you're
0: you're probably looking at like what six hundred or seven hundred to get started, and if you wanted to do that with like like an Oculus or a Vive with a gaming PC, you're probably looking at like fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, and, and I
1: apparently you can add little little sensors to those, but um and, and make your room a VR thing. But I don't know, I just had a good time with this because I'm I'm not a I'm not a heavy gamer. I don't have a room dedicated to it. But my wife likes to watch me goof around in this thing for a while. <laughs> uh, but I, I told her she she can get a switch; she should get one. Um, but she's holding off on that. So uh, hopefully we'll we'll have another experience to talk about later. So, but Mike, you have some notes here. You did you watch some movie or some TV shows this weekend?
0: Oh well, before we uh, jumped into the oh. notes, uh, I, I just wanted to share some very good news for people out there that love avatar the last airbender the animated series as much as i do uh so if you're unfamiliar chris uh the creators have had two different series out there uh they made the original avatar the last airbender Mm -hmm. and then uh, a couple years ago they came out with the legend of korra the best thing about legend of korra was that it was the first time you got to see this kind of world and story in like high definition widescreen and it was really great but the unfortunate side effect is, is when you want to go back and watch the original Last Airbender series, you have to watch it in just standard definition, standard aspect ratio. There's nothing you can do about it. And um, even if you want to like try to find like the highest quality versions available out there on the market, whether it's physical or digital, they're still not that great. And there's a lot of fans out there that have been taking it upon themselves to find the highest quality uh versions of each episode and try to upscale it they're trying to run it through filters trying to like clean up some haloing and some of the lines and stuff and um I just found out that they were doing this a couple days ago and I was like oh I might I you know I was thinking about maybe possibly downloading it it was like I think it's like 30 or 60 gigabytes and of course it's totally illegal because they're just like they're not selling it but they're you know giving it away for free but Uh, There is great news out there on the horizon because they finally officially announced a Blu-ray high-definition official release of Avatar The Last Airbender coming, I believe it's May 1st, uh, to Best Buy, and then one month later it'll be available everywhere. So, this is a really big deal because Nickelodeon is the only place out there that has access to the original source files of the show. So, they can start from the best possible place and upscale it. I don't know if it's technically going to go widescreen, but I think it is going to go 1080. So, it's at least going to get the height there. So, So I definitely want to pick this up. My question for this is
1: do you. So, one of my favorite shows, Seinfeld recently did this. Hulu got the 1080 copies of this, right? Mm -hmm. But they made it widescreen by zooming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a pan and scan. Like they zoomed in all the, the like they centered all the stuff if it was off on yeah. some shots. But you lose, you know, however much that ratio is of the yeah. show. Would you want that on Airbender and to get the 1080? Or do you still like I, the
0: square? I don't- I don't think I would like the. I don't think I would like it, but it's kind of two different worlds because it's funny that you do bring up Seinfeld because you could almost do it two different ways with something live action because it, the benefit with live action, even if it was filmed like back in the 90s, it was still filmed with more than likely a widescreen camera. But the problem is is uh, when they were shooting it they weren't too worried about what was on the left and right of the camera. So I just heard a story recently, I guess there's a scene out there with the high definition widescreen version of Friends on Netflix that there's a scene where like uh, one of the characters is talking to another character and it's almost obvious that the other character that's on the side of the screen is a stand-in, but you know I guess just sits at the right angle, they weren't too worried about it. But when it comes to animation, the the deal with animations is you never draw more than you have to. So when they drew that, they drew it in four by three. It was never drawn in widescreen. So. I feel like if they, they stretched it wide I think I'd be losing too much information so I'm fine watching it you know normal aspect ratio I just want high crispy quality of like the lines and I guess the official DVD releases a few years back were really bad so there's going to be some like special features but you know I won't go on any, any longer but it's literally one of my favorite animated series of all time so it's getting a Blu-ray release I'm picking it up it's going to be like 50 bucks at Best Buy I'm crossing my fingers because you know me I like the digital copies crossing my fingers that there's a digital download code on like the back of the box but if i have to watch it on blu-ray i'll do it because it is my favorite show
1: okay well that's cool yeah i mean that's that's great i mean i was actually watching seinfeld I, I, my my in-laws last yesterday it was on tv in 1080 i noticed a couple of the zooms were really weird and that it's really <laughs> weird that you bring that up so i mean that's that's cool that's awesome i mean i'm glad you're i'm glad you're getting that now we can just uh maybe one day afford the dragon ball z uh you know Rounds, finally,
0: <laughs> they just they just need to hire a bunch of a bunch of uh, animators to be like okay your job is to just draw the left and the right of the screen so just go keyframe by keyframe and finish the no, drawing.
1: you got to do it like they do when people film vertically you just zoom in and blur the edges a little bit so it fills the screen
0: <laughs> oh yeah just do it like a like an Instagram story or like a filter or something oh that'd be so bad but it would be interesting to see if anyone's ever done that like in an official capacity because I think it would be way too much work for an animated series but if it was an animated movie which you know, more than likely, you would think was already drawn in widescreen, but you know, there's got to be an example of maybe something out there that's really popular that has only ever existed in four x three, and then maybe drawing the left and right that's missing might be worth it. I don't know. If anybody knows anything like that, reach out to me. I'd like to. I'd like to. I'd like to check it out.
1: That's true. That's true. Well, last thing I got to add, um, I got I got to give kudos to Superfan Jim for playing PlayStation with me this weekend. We played Star Wars Battlefront. <laughs> Um, all right and by played i meant he watched me because his download wasn't done yet so <laughs> oh no he was very good support for like three hours and he watched me get some really lucky kills and i felt good about playing <laughs> when, it, when the pressure was on so shout out to, to right. jim for that thanks buddy but uh first and foremost we're gonna get into the news here have you got to see black panther again mike
0: no, I haven't gotten to see it again. But did you know that they're showing Black Panther on these new things called Screen X? Have you heard about this?
1: You, you showed me the picture, and I, I'm going to have to give it a hard <laughs> pass.
0: Yeah, basically, if you don't know what Screen X isn't, um, it you know it's obvious that you might not it's, know. It's
1: like play. exactly what we just talked about on the Airbender stuff, where the <laughs> yeah, edges are, like- are zoomed out.
0: Yeah, basically sit in a movie theater next time and look at the wall to your left and look at your wall to the right and imagine if somebody was projecting parts of the movie onto there too. It's really weird. Uh, I've been told that if you really want to film for it, you need like three cameras and you got to make sure lots of boon mics and cords are out of the way. I don't know if we're ever going to get like a big movie filmed in Screen X, but uh, right now they're stretching it. So apparently do the Black Panther. So if you're anywhere near Koreatown in Los Angeles, I think you can go watch it there, but... I think besides that you might have to go to South Korea. <laughs> yeah, it,
1: yeah, I mean I think um you it's it's 270 degrees I think is what it looked up when we looked like it's huge. Like the, the it's it's almost kind of wrap around but like when they're doing it on Black Panther they didn't film it for that. So they're just taking the couple of the edges and stretching it to make it look a little wider and I'm like no. I, I can't do this. We we need yeah. To see. Like have you
0: ever have you ever gone to a movie and felt like your peripheral vision was not getting everything that it could? That kind of seems like the sales pitch.
1: That's like bad VR, man. This is bad VR right there. <laughs> uh, but you know, thankfully they're doing that because that has helped the box office of Black Panther. Um, it has made over seven hundred million
0: dollars on by second weekend already. I just want to go ahead and say I didn't get a chance to brag last week when we were talking about this movie. But before this movie came out, uh, what did I say? I said this was going to be in the top five MCU. This is going to make more money than people think it's going to make. And it did. It did. I was right. I mean, I didn't, I didn't foresee all of this craziness. I won't take credit for that. But, uh, man, it's so cool. It's making so much money, man. It
1: has made a lot of money. And then on Wednesday of last week, it's past Avengers for the highest Wednesday, I think for a superhero movie, so man, it doesn't it did not slow down at all this week. Like people were going to Black Panther in droves. To, yeah, to
0: watch I us. yeah, I feel like that's always the most interesting number that people don't talk about is the second weekend drop off, and that's always very telling of uh, the type of movie and its success and its quality. Because uh, I believe uh, the Last Jedi had a pretty substantial drop off over the week, so Black Panther is going growing strong. Which means the word of mouth is very good for this movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I don't think Last Jedi did. I think Justice League had the worst drop off second. Oh yeah, for sure. But, but
0: I'm saying if you're looking at a movie with comparable quality, I would say and and audience excitement.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So I mean, it, I don't know what the drop off is, but I mean, at least throughout the week, people were still going, and I, we didn't get to go again this weekend. But I mean, I, I hear tickets are still pretty hard to come by in some in some theaters. So uh, that's great. Uh, And and although we don't use Rotten Tomatoes to judge our our scores, we we have to acknowledge Rotten Tomatoes. It is what it is. It's it's a cultural thing that everyone sees. Like, if you Google it, you're going to see the Rotten Tomatoes score, right? This Mm. is also the highest rated superhero movie of all time on Rotten Tomatoes as well. Mm, Despite the people were trying to take it down a couple months ago, remember? People were (laughs) staging to get the lowest score of Black Panther because Disney buys reviewers kind of thing so that's so stupid but uh that's so dumb so despite their best efforts they failed they failed horribly <laughs> and if you haven't listened to our spoiler cast and have watched the the movie or i guess our review episode uh you can go back and as long as you're subscribed to the show on itunes or google play or anywhere you can go listen to our review of black panther which we,
0: we yeah go check doing. it out it, uh, if you can't already tell i think we liked it <laughs> we, yeah we did and I,
1: I i've got to say a lot of people wrote in this week to me mike saying that they disagree with some of the stuff you said. And I don't remember exactly what it was, but I'm like...
0: Yeah, yeah. what did I say? I I, I think it was hard for me to to find issues with it. Mm-hmm. I think after I've sat with it for about a week, I think I've started to kind of maybe see areas that could use improvement. But that's what happens when you make a really good movie is um, the audience is more likely to just kind of let some stuff slide off because you're having such a great time. So that's kind of... That's the real secret to movie making is don't worry about making everything perfect, just make the things that matter just so shining and amazing that you just kind of overlook that, Yeah, you know, maybe some of the action scenes could have been a little bit more creative, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if it was Black Panther. It might have been even the regular episode last week, Mike, but... It makes me feel good when people are like, I agree with Chris more than Mike, so yeah.
0: <laughs> come at me, bro. Go, I don't care. Yeah, I know come you don't fight me. I know you don't care. Come fight me. Just that, that's <laughs> another
1: thing. Thank you guys for writing in. We appreciate it. I, yeah. No matter what it is, good, bad or, or otherwise. We, we we like it. <laughs> are you excited for Avengers
0: Infinity War? You know, what? I saw Um, I saw that Infinity Gauntlet toy that you were talking about last week. Oh, yeah. Not in person, but I saw it like in action on the Internet. And it's like you got to like turn it on and then like it's kind of one of those kind of like claw- is it one of those claw things? It looks like where your hand is actually in the palm of the glove and then you can kind of control the fingers independently with your fingers. right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's got like little individual hooks for each of the fingers. So you have your fingers yeah. there. And so you like if you make a uh, fist, it's
0: there. I love those toys as a kid because I was like, I got super long hands now. I can do anything. How,
1: how many middle fingers did you make? How many, how many people oh, did I you think, flip off with that?
0: I think every kid did. And I remember sometimes you would come across those hands where, like, the fingers were, like, bolted together so you couldn't possibly make the middle finger, it, and I was
1: like, well, that's less fun. It's the, 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 the middle finger, the one right, you know, closer to the <laughs> pinky of it, so you always had, like, the rock-on horns or nothing at all. Yeah, that's not fun. So those are those are <laughs> actually hitting the stores around me. I, I saw someone pick one up at, a, at a, I think, at Walmart uh, today on some facebook group i'm a part of
0: it's only a matter of time before someone's like crushing a beer with one of those things but
1: speaking of infinity war toys i actually was able to get my hands early on a couple of the pop vinyls that aren't releasing uh, until 3-3 of course
0: of course you were because you are christopher dillard the pop vinyl hunter
1: i, I was not the one hunting I, I gotta give credit to the guy who gave it to me or he sold it to me for cost <laughs> but he picked up one of the new Hulkbusters. And I've got a comparison picture of the first Hulkbuster versus this one in pop form. The new one is super sleek, Mike. It's really awesome looking. And it's got a, um, his power pack is actually on his back, it looks like. Or he can at least add on to the suit if he goes. Um, and then also the Thanos with the full Infinity Gauntlet on his hand. It's, It's pretty sick.
0: Hell yeah, man. Like I
1: said, he's pretty heavy. He's the one. He's right here on my desk. He's heavy. His head, this one I got because his head had come off detached, so
0: we hot glued it back together, and
1: it's perfect. <laughs> nothing, yeah. a little,
0: nothing a little hot glue can't fix He's out so. of
1: the box for people who were wondering, yes, I took him out of the box because he's broken. Oh
0: my gosh. I've been telling you to do that forever. Like, if anybody of you out there listening knows Chris and he's ever complaining he's running out of room, just tell him to take his pop vinyls out of the boxes, and then he'll have more room. That's not true at all. That's not how this
1: works, but yes, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for
0: that. Um, but Marvel Studios' The First
1: Ten Years is a short that is now out with the digital copy of Thor Ragnarok. Have you picked yours up? Not yet, man, I, but I will. I know you will. I know you will. It's a good movie. I can't wait to go back and revisit it. Uh, but this is one of the bonus features called The First Ten Years. And Kevin Feige states in this that every story Marvel has told since Iron Man 1 finds a narrative thread in these next two Avengers movies. It is the culmination oh. of all that storytelling
0: well that's pretty cool i like that idea like i have a, I have a feeling that maybe this wasn't all one big grand master plan from the very beginning like i'm sure kevin feige knew like okay we're going to get thanos in a later movie not too sure if it's going to be a part two obviously don't know if who the directors are going to be you know not too sure if we're going to how many movies we're going to slot in between there but they're just like hey let's look back on these older movies and let's see how we can pull some stuff out into these new scripts so um probably not the biggest master plan that we think it is but i do like the idea that like let's incorporate it let's make this one big like season finale that everyone's really going to enjoy
1: i mean i think i think so as well i think that's a that's a good way to look at it as a season finale again i think we brought that up last week uh but to me this also could be like maybe thanos does get some of the gems but not all of them and to make Mm -hmm. his final battle or what we think is the final battle with the avengers easier maybe he set up some of those plot points throughout those movies Using, like, subtle power of the gems rather than just defeating them outright a long time ago.
0: maybe. Maybe this is, like, that episode of Futurama where you find out that Fry was actually pushed over into the portal by, like, a little alien shadow. Yeah, the little little nibbler (laughs) dudes. Yeah, like, it's all one big story, yeah. I think the thing that's still running through my head is we've talked about this on on the show of, like, this kind of time travel theory. Are they going to be traveling through time? If they do, are they going to be trying to reboot their universe? What's going to be happening here? And I feel like the definitive answer I've come across in my head, whether time travel happens or not, is I don't think they're going to wipe any slate clean. I don't think they're going to give all of these characters amnesia. I don't think they're going to blow up this universe and then suddenly we're going to be in like the Marvel Ultimate MCU universe. I think they've built way too much in these last 10 years to just wipe it all out just with a gem so they can kind of start fresh like it's easier to do that in the comic books because you don't have to deal with rights of like actors and stuff like that i think maybe there could be some time travel fun happening like maybe they have to like get the upper head upper angle on thanos with a little bit of uh, time travel but i don't think they're gonna be wiping anything clean i mean like spider-man homecoming 2 would be really weird. If it wasn't a sequel, you know, if like Peter Parker like didn't remember anything, or like he's in a totally different universe, but it's still a sequel, because that's going to be really weird watching that Spider-Man trilogy. Like, oh, I'm going to watch the first one and then watch the second one that's in a totally different existence. So, um, I don't think they're going to be wiping anything clean because they don't need to. Now, when we think about Flashpoint and the DC universe, that would be a very good tool because they have a lot of just stuff that does need to be reset. But Marvel, not so much. But I'm really curious what's going to happen, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of up in the air. I mean, I think I agree with you. They don't need to start fresh, and they, they, I don't think they will either. But they could definitely erase some parts that they don't think worked out maybe or some things to, like, help them. Like, you know, again, this work, I've seen this in the comic books where Miles Morales was pulled from the ultimate universe into the regular. He maintained all his memories, and the world, you know, still knew about him and, and everything was normal, but he had a couple, like, his mom and dad were with him and his mom had previously died by ultimate venom and some stuff like that so they could do it to tweak little things will they i don't know i think the movie people are too attached to the continuity to to do anything like that but i, I agree i agree with you Totally. I have another theory. I'm glad you haven't been. Don't don't go to the Reddit forums, Mike. Or probably avoid. (laughs) Was it Twitter that or Instagram that ruins most of your your movie going? Most
0: most of the time, it's Instagram because the algorithm is starting to learn more and more about my personality. And I don't really like a whole lot of memes on Instagram. I usually try to like original artwork and like you know insightful posts and content. Like just not stuff that gets like rehashed. But every once in a while, it starts to learn that oh, you really like superhero stuff, don't you? Probably because I'm liking our own Instagram post from the superhero mm-hmm. slate podcast account, but yeah, every once in a while I'm seeing this stuff and I'm like, oh god damn it, I didn't want to see that. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think I think uh, avoid it a little bit. I think I have a there's a when we talk when we see the movie or want to do I don't know some some theorizing some speculation. I have, a, I have a theory on how maybe they can beat Thanos at his own game, so um, mm. that doesn't involve time travel, believe it or not. Well, I think that's all right. I think time travel is too easy. Because I mean if if you had time travel, you know what I would do? I would go back and I would go forward and watch Infinity War and then rewatch it over and over again. You know how long that <laughs> might take? How
0: long would two that and, take and a half course. hours. I
1: think the movie's gonna be two and a half hours, that's the rumor right now. Around okay. two hours and thirty minutes, making it the longest Marvel movie to date uh, if it's in that I mean, time frame.
0: <laughs> to be honest, if it was three and a half hours, I would watch it. This is one of those cases where this is a big culmination of a lot of things, mm-hmm. and if they felt like they couldn't trim it down, I would just be like, alright, I'll, I'll hunker down. You know, if they're nice, maybe they'll put an intermission where I can go take a pee. Um, but, uh, yeah, if I'm talking about Ant-Man 2, yeah, I don't want that, like, two and a half hours long. But, you know, this one, I'm okay with.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. and I mean, I think... If this one is two and a half and four is two and a half, I'm, I'm still okay with a, like a five-hour culmination of movie watching, you know?
0: Oh man, that'd be an awesome marathon,
1: wouldn't it? <laughs> They'll probably sell tickets to it. They'll probably be like, okay, watching Inven-
0: all four Avengers at once in the movie theater, Mike. Could you think? You I want to go to that? one of those. Uh, I want to go to one of those giant original IMAX screens where it looks like you're under like a dome and watch that. That'd be so cool.
1: Mm-hmm. And in your D box
0: seats? Oh yeah, D box me, baby. D box
1: me. Yeah oh that just sounds horrible we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move along move along Chris. maybe a movie you can watch in the d seats will be guardians of the galaxy 3 i mean Ooh, okay be... i
0: see it sounds like you're talking about phase 4 over there yep
1: uh the idea is that the filming for guardians of the galaxy 3 will start sometime in early 2019 in atlanta Hmm. All right. which seems to be the new home for these
0: Marvel movies where they're filming a lot of them at. As long as those tax breaks are there, they'll be there. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I think as long as they're there, those tax breaks are going to be there because Marvel's <laughs> bringing in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, Captain Marvel is banking for starting March 1st, and Spider-Man 2 is shooting for May start date there at Atlanta as well, if maybe not some in their Pinewood Atlanta, or Pinewood uk studios as well yeah
0: the marvel machine the tank it keeps on running uh i will talk about this i think a little bit later the real question is when will those uh x-men movies and fantastic four movies maybe start popping up that is the real question
1: 2021 that's what i'm guessing. 2020 all right 2021 yeah i probably guess what i got but until then we've got some stuff to hold us over between all these movies we've got regular movies we've got netflix shows we've got network television shows such uh-huh. as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mike, we were talking about this. You you don't think you're caught up, but we're about to pick back up uh, this coming Friday on, on, on a weekly basis again for S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh-huh. And episode 100, I think, is two episodes away, if not three. So we are uh-huh. close to getting to syndication level for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> yeah. And um, episode 100 is confirmed to reveal Coulson's deal he made with Ghost Rider in season four.
0: Mm, so correct me if I'm wrong. I'll try to recount exactly what happened. Uh, uh, Ghost Rider was basically about to disappear through a portal, and then he whispered something to Coulson. Well, right. I think that's about what, what was it? That was one part
1: of it. But earlier, earlier in that episode, in order to defeat the robot Ada, who was trying to kill everybody, uh-huh. Coulson had to take on the Ghost Rider persona and keep it hidden, so she wouldn't know that Ghost Rider was coming for her. So to, in order to become Ghost Rider, it comes at a cost, and he comes to find out what that cost was later at, at the end of the episode before he goes through the portal, the sling ring
0: portal, because Ghost Rider can sling ring now, apparently. <laughs> Man, I I need to maybe go back and rewatch that episode, but uh, yeah, there was something mysterious, and it will be revealed, it sounds like.
1: I mean, Colson Ghost Rider is actually pretty good enough for me to watch. I'm like, yeah, that was pretty sweet, so hopefully <laughs> they, they do some flashbacks to that, because... That was pretty cool to see him, like, lose his skin to become that skull
0: before, before he <laughs> killed her, so... Are you familiar with the comic Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur? Y- you know, I've kind of... I've heard about it, and I've seen some art, but I've really never delved into the story. Okay, so Moon Girl has been around in the comic
1: books for, I believe, a long time. Um, nope, no, nope, she's very... She's new. She's one of the new Inhumans. Devil Dinosaur has been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um... So this girl, her name, I believe, it's it's Lunella, um, something or else. She's an she's an African American little girl. I think she's like nine years old, but she's like maybe the the fifth smartest person in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and oh wow, and because of her inhuman powers, um, so she's got a long she's in a comic book that's been going on for a long time. I think it's got like. 20 something plus issues right now so if you want a long uh-huh. you know thing but her power is super intellect and like consciousness transferal that's how she works with this devil dinosaur character and um she's apparently getting an animated show uh coming to, to disney um not the streaming service but it might be one of their disney xd or disney Networks channels right now
0: All right, so we talked a couple weeks ago about how some of the current running kind of action cartoons over at Disney for Marvel were kind of wrapping up soon. Uh, So this would make sense that they're getting ready to bring kind of a, a new character in. Uh, and it it sounds it sounds interesting. I mean, it sounds like something that's geared more towards kids because you got a mm-hmm. little girl who's really smart and a dinosaur that she interacts with. So it's probably not going to be for us, but at least we're starting to kind of get a look at maybe what their new animated slate might be.
1: And it's also I got to give them some applause for for being different with it. You know, it's not another Avengers series. It's not Spider Man version five. For uh-huh. the though, it's actually you know choosing a different character, an obscure thing. That's the series is still running, which is really surprising to me. Most most of them don't make it past issue 12 these days, so um, it, it must be doing something right. I don't read it, but I'm, I can't fault anyone who is. So. Yeah,
0: I mean, Disney, listen up. All we really want is a new season of Earth's Mightiest Hero and just put it on your streaming service. How you know, about, How about and just yeah. a wrap-up movie? Just a wrap-up <laughs>
1: movie to give us the, the closure we need. So Closure! We need it, Disney. That's right. But it's not coming to the streaming service is, is at least one of the facts we've got going here. But you know what is? One of my favorite you know disney-owned properties
0: the muppets yeah i kind of saw this news earlier this week and i was like i bet this is going to be in our show notes because we all know how much chris likes the Muppets. that's right
1: i'm a muppet in and of myself actually so um <laughs> I, I do love the muppets and we all know their abc series is not very good i mean let's all let's all be honest here it was not a good thing they've not done a movie in, in a hot minute so if they're doing a rebooting series, they can kind of do what they want on the Disney streaming service and hopefully take it back to its core, not the office style camera <laughs> thing that, that didn't work at all with with really bad plot and characters nobody cared about, so...
0: Well, I'm sure if it ends up uh, being good, Chris, you'll be the first to let us know. I hope they have the old series and movies on there.
1: Like I would go back watch and watch Muppet Babies on the Disney streaming service.
0: Muppet Babies, do 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 do. I think that's how the song. You are went. in you are in a you are in a song
1: <laughs> mood today. That's for sure. Uh, I, 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 something we'll talk about later has been stuck in Mike's head since before we started the show. <laughs> This, it's true, but also I think Muppet <laughs> Babies are getting a reboot as well, or an updated series, but I don't, I don't know what that's about. Anyway, we were talking about this earlier. Star Wars The Last Jedi, we've got confirmation on their uh, physical release and home release, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, digital release will be March 13th, which is like two months earlier than I expected this to hit, actually. <laughs> and the physical releases on March 27th, 2 weeks later. So,
0: now uh, technically uh, is this still slated to come to Netflix? Is that that deal still live for at least another year or so, I think?
1: Did any of the other Star Wars go to Netflix?
0: Yeah, well, Rogue One is still on Netflix, and I think uh, Episode 7 was there as well. It's it's not there anymore because I think when the new when a new Star Wars hits Netflix, they just uh, swap it out. So I'm um, be curious to see if this does come to Netflix for a little bit.
1: That's a good question. I don't I don't watch enough Netflix regularly right now to to say that. Um, but I, I couldn't tell you. I'm just doing a quick Google search. No, nope. just it shows me movie times. Do I want to go watch The Last Jedi? It's still in theaters <laughs> right now. But but that'd be about it. So um, maybe not. I mean, are you looking to maybe more stream it or like do a like a rental service like that, or are you looking to buy this one as well to add to your collection?
0: man i don't know maybe if i mean if the special features were interesting enough i know star wars and disney big budget movies usually put enough into the special features but it would be kind of interesting to see maybe the yoda puppet on set again and seeing it kind of interact with luke that might be kind of fun
1: yeah i mean i'm looking to go back and revisit this one again i, I didn't get to watch it in theaters as many times as i wanted to but like i i just i don't know there's just something about seeing all the star wars the main ones in a row for me that that's just exciting and yeah. It had to be more excited than Han Solo, at least you know. <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, but to wrap up this new trilogy, Star Wars Episode Nine, J.J. Uh, Abrams has said the script is complete and we'll start mm-hmm. filming in late July of this year for that 2019 uh, release. All
0: right, there must be a lot going through J.J.'s mind when it comes to making this movie because no pressure, no there, pressure. There's a, yeah, no pressure at all. I mean, it, it's almost there's almost more pressure than when he was coming out with Episode Seven. It's almost like. There was nowhere to go but up, I feel like. But, you know, you're bringing it back from the dead. Disney just spent billions of dollars on this franchise. But now it's, you know, it's back in a zeitgeist and the last movie was really divisive. So now I wonder if he's really worried about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I I don't know. I mean, I think, again, it's a lot of pressure. But if anything is to be believed, I think, you know, firing the other director would probably be better. Like the one they had, Colin Trevorrow. Because mm-hmm. that would be too much pressure for, for someone to take. And yeah.
0: Well, the the funny thing is the last time we talked about J.J. Abrams on this show, I think, you know, you were a little cold on him. I was a little bit warmer on him. But now after watching Cloverfield Paradox, I don't know if I can trust his producing skills anymore.
1: Well, I mean, if he's just getting money for the Cloverfield name because he kickstarted it, he, he doesn't care either. Uh, but I think the thing with me is if, if Abrams was going to buckle, he was going to buckle under The Force Awakens and not nine uh so i think i think he'll be fine if, if if anything again he'll probably be okay to deliver under this pressure more so than anybody else uh it, that i know of off the top of my head short of bringing george lucas back you want that mike you want, you want lucas back in this <laughs> don't make me do it i'll call him i'll call him you, right now you know
0: what you know they say that they're going to be making you know that star wars uh, streaming series on the, uh, Disney streaming app, they should bring Lucas in and just have him like direct one episode, you know, like, cause you know, usually TV shows are very much a writer's medium and the director is kind of just there, you know, kind of to keep the schedule moving. It'd be kind of interesting to see what, uh, what Lucas would do on like one episode of a star Wars. Well,
1: show. It'll depend. I mean, if they do do this and, and use some of the old, he wrote like over a hundred scripts for the old live action series they were, they had planned. So maybe they could bring some of those scripts in and at least give him writing credit on some of them, you know, if not directing credit.
0: Yeah, maybe the best use for George Lucas is like a seasoning, you know, just put him in a jar, poke some holes at the top of it and just sprinkle them, just sprinkle them across your franchise. We need
1: you in a cameo on the, he's a Stanley of Star Wars. That's what he is. George Lucas is a Stanley of Star Wars. Let's put him in these movies as cameos.
0: That would be pretty funny. I would like that. Okay,
1: so that's what we're going to do then. That's cake. We got it. We solved it. (laughs) Nobody panicked. Uh, in not unsurprising news the Sony movie Silver and Black has delayed production indefinitely oh no Chris
0: why we wanted this movie so bad
1: yeah yeah, it said nobody ever (laughs) Um, planning to start March 1st um, we announced I think it was last week that the script is getting a whole rewrite (laughs) and Uh we've not heard anyone cast in this movie at all Um, so that was kind of not adding up in their favor but we also talked about sony um the new i think the new ceo does not want to handle movies he just wants sony to be a tech company so they Mm -hmm. may sell their film side the columbia pictures and they may be like we we just need to focus on what we got what we can do right now rather than trying to make new franchises that are just not gonna go anywhere if we, we put our money into them
0: and also, I wonder if these uh, these executives at Sony are, and possibly Fox, uh, getting calls from Disney, being like, "Hey, stop, we're about it. To, we're stop about, it! We're we're about to own all this stuff. We don't want you making these movies." So if you're going to make them uh, you're going to have to either get them out now and we're just going to um, we're we're just going to like uh, redo everything that you make so maybe just uh, take a step back and we'll give we'll, you an extra million. Yeah,
1: we'll we'll give you some money just to stop doing what you're doing. Just just to, yeah. to give us the keys to the car.
0: Just give us those keys yeah we'll we'll buy out any contract that you've already had an actor sign we don't care we want our spider-man back we want our x-men back we want the fantastic four back we got to plan out phase four five and six over here at disney you know yeah
1: that's right we can only put out like a whole bunch of movies a year we got to plan these out so
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah so again no one's really surprised nothing i mean nobody knows anything about this movie other than a silver sable and black cat and who wanted that
0: so. I feel like Disney is like the incarnation of like Kirby and he's just going around Hollywood, just like sucking up studios. Like whoop. Yeah. So, Well, yeah. I
1: mean, if that's, if, if Disney does buy them either way, so we'll have to wait and play this one by year, but in movies that, you know, we're not really looking forward to as well. X-Men Dark Phoenix is a new report is said to, that it's going to feature the scrolls as villains, shape-shifting aliens in an attempt to get them in before Marvel gets them in in Captain Marvel much like they did with Quicksilver, because I don't know, we've talked about this before, but in Days of Future Past, breaking Magneto out of the gel cell was not Quicksilver. It was actually Juggernaut until they announced Quicksilver in Avengers Age of Ultron and they rewrote that scene completely. Jeez,
0: really? I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: so you saw um, Apocalypse, or X-Men Apocalypse, right? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yes, unfortunately. Um,
1: One of the actors in that was cast... As um, Juggernaut, and already, they, up, they already wrote in the scene, they'd done the Juggernaut, and they ended up swapping out, and he got a, a role later for doing okay. it. Okay. So, um,
0: yeah, it's it. Well, I mean, it, does Dark Phoenix come out this year, or yeah, is it next it's year? It's November or? of this year. Geez, it's this year and I I totally forgot because I didn't even care. This this must be extra weird. So we can go ahead and we can, you know, make guesses and judgments on what might happen to Sony with a new executive coming in with no word spoken what whether there's going to be a sale, but we already know Disney is trying to buy Fox. Like the deal is not like set in stone. You know, there's a lot of paperwork that has to be There's lots of things that need to be approved. The FCC kind of needs to make sure everything's kosher. And, you know, it might take a whole year. But Disney more than likely is going to own Fox by next year. So I don't understand why Fox is still like, fuck you, you're about to buy us, but we're going to put Scrolls in our movie. So it's going to be really weird for you when you try to put Scrolls in your movie in a couple years, even though you're going to, like, fire all these people that are the X-Men. Because I just can't imagine... Disney spends all of this money on Fox and just still keeps this these same actors from this weird fractured universe that's so old. Like it just makes so much more sense that for them just to recast and do well, it all from scratch. If
1: everyone in Fox was benefiting from the Disney movie, I'd say yeah, that makes sense. But probably some of these Fox people are going to get fired, and they're like, "Yeah, to hell with you. We're gonna we're just gonna do what we want while we can." <laughs> yeah, I early. guess. Um, but. In terms of that, some people have said that, you know, at, at the this rate of the movie, I think it's done filming, but it's an editing stage that it's a serious film, light on humor, but the quality is better than Apocalypse. So <laughs> that bar is still really low, but they said it was maybe more in lines with like first class. So to me, that's the best of the trilogy. But so I, I don't know how they'd say that, but. I know. Some I feel pe- like some people. I feel
0: like scrolls aren't really going to have much of an impact in this X Men universe because kind of the best part about the Skrulls is that it's like a secret invasion and they come in and they look like humans and they infiltrate your institutions and you don't know who is who. But we've barely gotten to know this kind of new rebooted X Men universe and there's not really a whole lot of like government institutions and ladders up. It's just kind of like this loose X Mansion and like oh okay this mutant that we've never seen before is a scrawl now oh big deal you know if it was in like the mcu it could be like oh someone at shield has actually been a scrawl the whole time or mm-hmm. maybe uh somebody in uh captain marvel's like platoon is a scroll and maybe somebody um well i think i think you're, you're uh, nailing... in the nova carly like, you know, are nailing... it just does, it seems like there's not as much to infiltrate you well, know?
1: you're nailing it on the head here we care about the marvel cinematic universe and the characters and their interactions. Nobody mm-hmm. cares about this Fox universe that they jump 10 years every movie, and nobody ages a day. So, yeah. I, so, I mean, we've got all these new actors. I mean, yet there are a couple good ones. But, I mean, we've already seen the Dark Phoenix saga in the original, and it didn't work out then. I think it was by the, almost the same writer. So, I mean, I don't know how this is going to look. But we just don't care, and the scrolls are probably just going to be a wasted villain, much like Apocalypse was. He could have been so much better and wasn't. And, and how disappointed was everybody in the long run there, so... -hmm. I think I I agree. I think Marvel is the scroll one they have because it's a Kree scroll war. Is going to have long term ramifications on people we care about. Here, it'll be one and done. I don't think we'll ever see the scrolls again.
0: Yeah. Well, luckily, I don't think the scrolls are the most important thing coming from Fox. The most important acquisition that they're going to get, I think, long term, is going to be the X Men, going to be the Fantastic Four, and also the villains. Um, You know, like you said, Apocalypse. Uh, would be a good villain. Um, The Silver Surfer, you know, villain or hero, that's going to be a great addition. Um, Mr. Sinister, if they ever decide to use him (laughs) because we're always teased with him but never use him. Yeah, and then Galactus, Galactus. that's what I was trying to think of. Galactus has got to be like... Maybe the best idea for the MCU isn't to just what's a bigger, better, scarier alien. Let's let's do that instead of Thanos. So maybe they'll find a different way to incorporate, but that you know, that's big. That's kind of like celestial level that's kind of been set up in Guardians, so that I think that would be a, a good addition yeah, to I also Galactus th- in some aspects. I
1: also think uh, the character Annihilus would be really cool in the MCU as well. He, he They had a series called Annihilation in late 2007, which brought the Guardians back into the forefront, which is why they got a movie. So, um, I, I definitely t- check that out as well. Um, but also, I think, you know, you mentioned all these characters. Deadpool is a huge benefit uh, for, for oh, Disney. Oh, yeah. Um, Can't forget Deadpool. And with that, we know an X-Force movie is coming, so Fox is trying to work on getting X-Force out and um, this year or next year but start filming this october before the disney deal is done simply because we don't know what happens to contracts currently in place when another studio buys them out
0: so yeah so i think i'm personally okay with this just because even even if theoretically these deadpool movies were bad and fox just is insisted on making them. It's still in kind of its own bubble universe and mm-hmm. it has the benefit of being like self referential. You know, it's in its own decade. It's not connected to these weird X-Men movies that are also being made. So it just seems like, yeah, you could easily make a Deadpool movie, make Deadpool 2, uh get X-Force out and then maybe if that's like your timeline and you can't make anything beyond X-Force, just go ahead and make X-Force kind of like Deadpool 3's like sign off or something like that. You know, and then throw Ryan Reynolds into the MCU because, you know, that character can easily make. That transition, but yeah, this one doesn't worry too worry me too yeah, much. Yeah, and I think it's a smart idea because even if Reynolds doesn't want to go into the Disney universe and he's like, no, I don't
1: want to re-sign for this character, I think this will be a good good point to wrap up you know with Fox before before it's done and, and get that already film out. Do I do I want him to come to the Marvel and play? Yes, but do we all get what we want? I mean, I think Hugh Jack, <laughs> I think Hugh Jackman's out as Wolverine, so. I mean, who knows what the future holds, but I think you're right. X-Force is a solid entry, and even if it's super awful bad, we could at least maybe hopefully get a swan song in the the long run.
0: Now, know what would be really great is if Hugh Jackman does reprise his role as Wolverine. In like 20 years, where he could like actually be like old, old man Logan, that would be really cool. I don't think it's gonna happen, but you know, that could be neat,
1: yeah, yeah. I, if anything exists, money talks, man. Give Hugh Jackman <laughs> his own singing movie that he wants to do, and he'll be in any movie you <laughs> want him to be in.
0: There you go, that's it.
1: Uh, and other surprising, I uh, kind of i don't know if it's a sad news or disappointing news, maybe. But Joss Whedon has exited the Batgirl film already. Um, mm-hmm. He was supposed to be writing it and then directing it, but apparently he could not find the right story to tell for the Batgirl film. That might be the amicable way of saying maybe, you know, <laughs> I, I don't think he could have ever saved Justice League in the long run, but maybe it's just not working out for Joss Whedon in, in comic book movies right now.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm starting to think. It seems weird that uh, an accomplished storyteller uh, like Joss Whedon just couldn't track down a Batgirl story that he liked or one that he could write on his own because there's plenty of source material out there. I think he could have landed on something that would have been okay. I think there's just a whole lot that goes into uh, this one decision. Mm -hmm. I think maybe he's trying to abandon a sinking ship kind of, you know, because things aren't going too well, Uh, you know, who knows if this Batgirl movie would ever even get made he could he could work, he he could theoretically work on this movie for the next year of his life, toiling over this story just to have the movie cancelled anyway because maybe Aquaman wasn't that good and maybe Wonder Woman 2 possibly underperformed and there's no not going to be a Justice League sequel forever and oh, Ben Affleck's out as Batman, so we gotta figure out our Batman. Well, he
1: actually did write a full Wonder Woman script, like Joss Whedon has a full Wonder Woman script under his belt that was was never produced either. So it's not his <laughs> first time that he would have been victim to that, I, I suppose. Yeah,
0: exactly. And, and also I've, I've heard some discussion out there. I don't know if this is true, but maybe it's a good move that he kind of just stepped down because we're in a very uh, really interesting time in Hollywood right now, where we're making it a point to: if you're making a movie around characters that are from Africa, you make sure you have an African American director. If you're making a uh, like of the first superhero movie uh, where like uh, you're a woman is the lead, this Wonder Woman, you better make sure your director is a woman because that just is gonna make a lot of sense so maybe joss whedon started to think like you know maybe a woman director really should be tackling this because maybe i do know maybe he really couldn't find a story and maybe like uh from a woman's perspective maybe they could tell a better batgirl story i think when this news broke um i don't re- i don't remember the the person's name but there's a really popular uh batgirl writer out there in comics right now I can't it's in it's, right our now.
1: notes if you'd look down like two sentences <laughs> okay but, so we're gonna get there yeah anyway. <laughs> we're gonna get there so I I agree um I, I don't think you know it's any ill will against Joss Whedon he was also uh, he's been accused of um some of the sexual harassments and stuff like that as well um so he's he's one of those victims or not a victim he is part of the problem is what I should have said so um but initial thoughts were that he was gonna write the original Batgirl origin story from like Detective Comics 359 where he's like she's like some ditzy like billionaire daughter or something like that and not mm-hmm. the Killing Joke one that we know that everyone thought they would go super dark with where she gets paralyzed and becomes Oracle. So, mm-hmm. But after this broke, on Twitter, uh, two, two writers, Roxane Gay, who did uh, Untamed State and the Bad Feminist Essays, and Hope Larson, who is the Batgirl comics writer.
0: Um, yeah, I think Hope Larson was the one I was thinking
1: they, of. They both wrote, they offered to write this movie on Twitter to DC, and the vice president of DC Comics Entertainment both responded like, yes, here's my contact information. Reach
0: out to me immediately. That's awesome, but it does make me a little disappointed that really when you're trying to write a comic book movie that – It's not the first instinct to at least reach out and maybe get coffee with the people currently writing the character Mm. or at least have written like really popular stories in the past. It almost seems like that's like kind of your due diligence, whether you want to hire them or not, at least kind of talk to them and kind of get the feel, you know, of what kind of they go through when they're writing the story. I've
1: got two thoughts on that on this. First off, DC, when they announced this was under the bad resume. Uh, so to speak. Their last uh-huh. issue of people who, you know, kind of, I think, gave us Suicide Squad and Justice League. Um, so that's probably why they didn't reach out. But also maybe if they were like, Joss, we need to come in and finish Justice League for us. What do you want to do? He might have just said Batgirl. I'm like, fine, you can do Batgirl all you want. Just finish Justice League for us on time <laughs> because we need to get this out at a certain point. So,
0: yeah, the funny thing is, is I don't think... Um I think the a lot of the Justice League backlash that may or may not be out there with Joss Whedon is probably, like, overblown. He probably, it probably doesn't even weigh on him that much. He was just like, hey, it's not my movie. I just came in and tried to fix mm-hmm. it. So if anybody's blaming me, uh, they're in the wrong. And also, I don't think there's as many people out there blaming Joss Whedon as we might think there yeah. there is. Because, like, uh, go to any person on the street and ask them, hey, who, Justice, who, uh, uh, who directed Justice League? And they'd be like, I don't know. And then if you do, they're probably going to say, like, oh, wasn't it, like, Zack Snyder? Like, you're probably going to maybe find well, one. Out of twenty people that maybe know that it wasn't Zack Snyder, you no know?
1: yeah, exactly. But I, I think maybe the news in the summer might have hit a lot of more outlets, and that's where that could have come from. But also, I mean, you I mean, we're gonna offend those like twelve people who went out and you know they <laughs> they they supported that Snyder cut. You know, like they're gonna get super yeah. mad because they they, yeah, they really a, think Joss yeah. did
0: it. Such a weird—it's just such a weird scenario and situation because (laughs) Joss Whedon is so beloved by nerds for many different reasons, and he also gave us a great Avengers movie and a mediocre Avengers movie. And then you know, there's some questions about whether in his private life whether he's kind of like an asshole or not. We don't really know, so there's no definitive proof out there. So it's just like, what do you when you look at Joss Whedon and you think of his name? What do you? How are you supposed to feel? There's a lot of feelings there, Mm -hmm. and maybe just all of that is just too—it's just too much to wrap up into a Batgirl movie. Yeah,
1: no. maybe, and I agree. I think it, it's it's one of those things where if it is a female-led movie, it should be written. Maybe not directed by a female; that'd be great. But like at least written from that point of view. I think I think mm-hmm. writing to me is more important important than directing in, at first, to at least get the story right, so the director can make that happen in real life. So yeah, so I
0: agree. Ultimately, ultimately, I think this uh, DCEU EU is uh, bunk. It just needs to be rebooted, and I hope uh, a Batgirl movie can just be shelved until it's time for it to really shine, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. It's an odd character to choose when you don't even have a Batman movie out yet. (laughs) Um, But Aquaman got – we have ideas that the trailer will be out around WonderCon in late March if we want our first Aquaman trailer. okay, Uh, That would put it in line to be in theaters, you know, in in May with – Literally all the other big movies this year, um, Avengers three, Star Wars and Deadpool. So if you're mm-hmm. going to see that Aquaman trailer, you're going to see it in March, Mike. You're going to see it over and over again. <laughs> but also test screenings this week went on, and they are all, all pointing towards a great film overall. Uh, That's good because I think the director is what James Wan on this one.
0: Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say that. And and yeah, I everything that
1: he's done me. has been like we are. I'm not doing it like they did in Justice League. This is my character. There are no underwater bubbles that are made to talk we, we've got this worked out i don't know what happened there just ignore that i've got my aquaman movie under control um two comments stood out to me that i read uh first off that they say this plays like an indiana jones movie that's good the fuck does that mean actually i, I don't know what that means maybe it's a, an adventure there, there, there's some MacGuffin they're going after um maybe they need to get uh, and lastly the, the action puts Wonder Woman and Justice
0: League to shame That, that, that well uh, I don't think it's hard to put the action and Justice League to shame
1: yeah <laughs> I also don't think it I mean I think Wonder Woman has good actions in Themyscira and at the, on the battlefield but that last battle with the what's her face Ares the God of War yeah. wasn't Just really generic. that good so um, hopefully, hopefully this is all true I mean I again I want Aquaman to succeed I think Jason Momoa sells the yeah. character he's Really embodying, he's really living up to it, man. I'm, I'm really excited yeah. to see
0: what that does. Great casting. Um, I, I, his, his bro attitude is kind of fun. I've, I have a feeling that maybe that'll be dialed back in this movie a tad, um, just because I, you know, I don't think he can be the hero of his own universe if he's just so broy. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious how they're gonna handle the underwater stuff. I, it's been a, I don't think I've ever really seen a movie where the, the inhabitants really kind of live underwater, and it, it kind of looked like Justice League. Yeah, <laughs> they were bubble. They had a bubble city. Oh, yeah, so we'll have, have to see if uh, these have. Bu- I don't know. I'm curious. I'm curious. But we got a little while. We gotta wait till we gotta wait till uh, the holidays. Yeah,
1: Mar- before we March, March, March to we might. Well, we might see it in in the March to to summer trailers. So you know we, yeah. we might see it there. But all after that, words. You mean you mentioned you want a, you want to reboot on this, Mike? There, there's no Oof. ifs, ands, or buts. You want to reboot on the DC universe? It's fine. Get it. Totally on board. But they're gonna do it with a Flashpoint movie. But it's funny the writers the directors I've got for this John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein who did Spider-Man Homecoming and recently uh, date uh, no Game Night that came out this weekend uh-huh. uh, have not completely signed on yet because probably financial reasons if I was a bad man <laughs>
0: Yeah, maybe it's financial reasons, and it it could also just be they're looking over there at DC. They're looking over there at Warner Brothers, and they're just like, "Is that an explosion? Did I just... What is happening over there? There's people running around on fire. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe I don't want to go work there. I'm not too sure. How much are you going to pay me? If you pay me enough, maybe I'll walk onto the lot. I don't know. Well,
1: I think it also. I mean that, or also maybe control of the film. I mean, if they had more control, they'd probably be more okay with it. Because when the studio stepped in and said you need to make Justice League under two hours, a lot of people were probably like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll take some more money to do that, but I, I don't want my name on it. Um. So, I mean, that's cool. I think one of the things they said was, like, you know, you can all have a parking spot, you know, a parking spot in the parking lot, but if you're going <laughs> to, if you can hold out and get a closer parking spot, why don't you, you know, kind of thing. So that's what one of them said. But I heard also good things about game night. I, um, I've heard good things. Yeah, I've, I've actually heard some decent things about it too. So. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's amazing, but probably better than it looks because if I saw a movie with Jason Bateman and Rachel McKenna say game night, I'm like, no.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's a straight-up comedy movie, and uh, Spider-Man definitely had humor in it for sure. So, you know, if they're going to be entering uh, Flash's world, I mean, the Flash, he's funny. So he was funny in Justice League, so uh, it's a good fit. So maybe they are just like, hey, we're successful now. Uh, pay us more money.
1: Yeah, it's true. I, 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 if they can do it and they get their freedom and make a good one, sure, I'll do it, man. I'm, I'm behind it. In a surprising turn of events, Mike, I have to agree one good thing looks good in Krypton, the TV show. <laughs> I, I have to, I mean, I don't know how you feel, but when they have unveiled their first look at Brainiac, the villain for Krypton, he looks like the fucking comic book character, man. Like, I
0: yeah, he, I can't say anything does. bad
1: about this look at all.
0: Yeah, he does look pretty cool, and I, I, there is a little bit of a trailer out there right now where you can see Brainiac in it, and he does look pretty menacing, but... It doesn't mean I'm going to watch this oh, yeah. movie, no. I mean this TV show, everything else around it just does not look inviting, but it's kind of cool that at least they they nailed Brainiac. Maybe this will be one of those things where uh, they'll be on like episode four or five and we'll start to hear people say, hey, yeah, it's actually pretty good. I probably still won't watch it then because I don't have enough time in the day to watch all of these things, but uh, at least they're nailing Brainiac, that's
1: good. Yeah, I mean, I, I played the recently in the Injustice 2 video game and Brainiac is a villain in it and... Um, to kind of see, like, I don't if you, I mean if you're looking at this, it's got the pink chest thing, the, the bright green screen, skin, the black eyes, some little, like, ports on his head where he, like, uses with his skull ship. Which I think that concept art, or some footage of that, is on that same trailer you saw, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. So that looked that looked okay. I couldn't get a screenshot of it. But, I mean, I'm just, I'm impressed with one thing on this show, Mike. The, all the trailers I've seen during the Olympics have not swayed me <laughs> whatsoever. But this... This looks good, and and congratulations for hitting your villain on the head because I didn't think I'd have anything good to say about the show at all. Yeah,
0: pay pay that costume and visual development team more. Yeah, that's right.
1: (laughs) Keep them around a little bit. Uh, Did you see the announcement that Jurassic World 3 has a release date already?
0: Yeah, I saw that. I, I, and I can only assume that means that all the dinosaurs don't die in the second one because there would be no dinosaurs left for the third well, one.
1: So if, if we're going by the old one, so this one, the, they're taking a dinosaur back to America. So the third one of Jurassic World... Which dinosaur do you think is going to talk to Chris Pratt in this one? <laughs> um,
0: I was trying to think of what Chris Pratt's character's name is in the movie. I can't think of it, so I was going to go Alan. Yeah, but I can't.
1: Know no, maybe they'll get Blue to talk to him. Just another Raptor, and he'll be talking uh, oh, to Blue.
0: No. Um, that's the one, that's the one thing that like I know Jurassic World was well, just kind of like a fun romp action movie, you know, don't 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 take it too seriously. It's not really going to live up to the original Jurassic Park that still holds up today is such a good movie. But uh I just don't like the idea of like a pet dinosaur that Chris Pratt can control like a dog. It just kind of seems like, oh, "I don't care. I just really want him to like no it would be badass. This would be so cool if Chris Pratt's character thinks he's so cool and he thinks he's got this Velociraptor trained and thinks he can just play god and then at the very end just when he thinks blues about the help him blue like literally like rips his arm off and then like in the third movie he has like no arm or a bionic arm I, that would be so give cool graft a t-rex, I would love graft to, a t-rex <laughs> arm on him he's got
1: a t-rex arm <laughs> yeah, in the third movie
0: I, yeah I would love to see them just like turn turn on a dime right there and just be like no it's a dinosaur you can't train it he's gonna eat you idiot well, I think I think
1: you're oversimplifying the relationship he has with this dinosaur. Because I think even at times in the first movie, he's like, I don't I don't know if he's gonna listen to me. Is it really gonna stop? Kind of thing. He's not like wrestling with it on the
0: floor like a dog. Like I I, I can see they're where they're developing. They're developing the relationship. It's
1: more and I don't like it's it, more though. like a cat than a dog. Like, are you listening to me? You
0: you know what I'm saying, <laughs> but you're not doing what I say. Kind of thing. Uh, hey, I think if any Velociraptor gets hungry enough, you're screwed. Yeah.
1: Well, maybe we don't know. They're not real. Maybe they are trainable. <laughs> we will we, we'll never know. But I think this this release should have been waited until the end of the credits of Jurassic World Two, and that's when they should have said Jurassic World Three will come back. We'll go back to Jurassic World in June of 2021.
0: The dinosaurs will return.
1: Yeah, and that like that would have been so much better than just a picture of the the T Rex logo. Jurassic World Three, June 11th, 2021. Yeah,
0: three more I think years. Even techni- I think even technically all these dinosaurs don't come from the Jurassic period. I think they come from some other uh, neighboring period of uh, of the past. But anyway, yeah, but it doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> the
1: Cretaceous world, the Cretaceous, Cretaceous world. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Work. It doesn't work out. Uh, if you've noticed earlier, Mike has had the Ghostbusters theme stuck in his head
0: <laughs> for about an hour and a half now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, we can't even get him to
1: stop. Um, but because Ghostbusters announced a game called Ghostbusters World. Which is an a uh, an augmented reality mobile game in the style of Pokemon Go and the upcoming Harry Potter game, uh, this week like a thirty second preview here and you essentially have the 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 phone and you go capture ghosts in in the real world kind of like you would in Pokemon kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't care, you know. I think um, this doesn't really associate with uh, the last movie, and why would you? Uh, they're not making any more Ghostbusters movies, at least that I know of. So it just kind of seems like, hey, somebody wanted to buy the license to some property because they wanted to make an AR game, and maybe Ghostbusters was just on the shelf, and they're like, hey, well, let's pick that. It fits well. I I think yeah. it makes sense. Like, there's ghosts everywhere, so you gotta a all, which is just basically it's Pokemon with ghosts. Right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I think that that's. I don't know what the full mechanics are going to be like in the game in the long run because a thirty second kind of a preview, not even like really this is what's happening. But like, there are people who like Ghostbusters. I mean, I, I've got to say one of my one of my friends, um, Adam, who goes to see to with me, he loves Ghostbusters. Uh, I sent this to him right away, and then he saw it a couple minutes later in his newsfeed, and he was really excited for it. So. Uh, I I know that there are people like Ghostbusters out there. In the PlayStation VR, there's a Ghostbusters now hiring experience where it's got like Patton Oswalt is like a ghost voice and you have to use the the motion controllers and the headset to l- capture or, or at least bust the ghosts who are jumping at you in this like little wave shooting kind of game. So,
0: no, That would be really cool... If Real uh, eventually, <laughs> if eventually, like night vision cameras became cheap and affordable, and they just put them in the smartphones, so you could like, in order to catch like certain types of ghosts, you had to turn all the lights off and like in your house or something like that, and then like the night vision camera on your phone could see it. That'd be so creepy, do but it'd be so much. Do fun. you
1: think there're gonna be more concentrations of ghosts at like graveyards at night?
0: <laughs> well, I don't know if you knew this, uh, but you could get. I think you can catch more Pokemon ghost types at graveyards and stuff right
1: if they're labeled some cemeteries and churches have have been removed from the game because they think it's kind of faux pas to go you know prancing across graves. I I could see that you're
0: you're visiting you're visiting a dead loved one and there's like a 12 year old next to you like I got Bulbasaur a whole whole
1: (laughs) crowd of them trying to catch you know ghost type Pokemon yeah that's they removed a lot of that stuff but yeah I, I think I think that is also very true as well uh, but um, things, places you're not going to see ghosts, Westworld, Mike. You know why? Because they're all robots. <laughs> they're all robots. Well,
0: I, I, I could see you really needed to take a drink of water before you, before you made I did. that a uh, segue. Yeah, I, I had to have a
1: sip there. Uh, so, are you familiar with the South by Southwest festival?
0: Yeah, South by Southwest. It's, um, I don't really know if I could compare it to anything. It's like one week it's a music festival. The second week it's kind of like an entertainment TV festival. Yeah, and then like it, some
1: some tech festival as well. Like. Yeah. New, new gadgets and stuff are announced there. So HBO is attempting to build a real-life version of Westworld at South by Southwest this year where guests can uh, live without consequences for a weekend or something like that.
0: <laughs> that Like at first it kind of sounds impressive but then when you think about it it's like oh they're just building a western set so I would imagine most of the flair would be the actors maybe that they hire in it to kind of be inhabit the town so basically you're just kind of visiting one of those like reenactment areas of the old west but yeah I can't imagine you're allowed to kill or have sex with any of them. I would imagine Texas doesn't allow that.
1: <laughs> yeah so I mean I, I read a little bit about it here. It, it, apparently it takes up two eight it's a two acre replica town at south by southwest it's not like a little oh, wow. small one uh and you either get a black or a white hat and you get to explore the town of sweetwater that they have there um so you're gonna interact with real life hosts who probably aren't robots and are quote unquote there to fulfill your every desire as in the the theme of the <laughs> show is um so I don't know. I don't know what it's gonna look like, but I mean, I think it's it's pretty cool that they're trying to do that. Yeah. You know, like yeah, I'm really excited for season two. But I mean, that's I hope to see some photos and hear some some experiences about that because I think it's coming up. It's in Austin, um, coming up. I believe.
0: Yeah, so, yeah South by Southwest is. Um, I think it's like the second week of March. I think it's it's soon. Okay.
1: Yeah. My my um, my wife's one of her best friends lives in Austin, and I always hear about it down there. So. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's coming up. So if you guys are down there, I think it's open the first three days you get to try it out. So uh, yeah. hopefully hopefully, let us know.
0: Um, yeah, it's a, big, it's, a, it's a big push from them because uh, they know Game of Thrones is wrapping up soon, and they're hoping maybe Westworld sticks around for four or five seasons.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I really hope so. Don't you? <laughs>
0: yeah. It's good. <laughs> it
1: is. Um, and the new season's, I think, in April. So there's that. Uh, some updated news here, Mike. We're going to jump back up to Avengers Infinity War. Whoa, just, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. Breaking news. Uh, What's breaking going on? Breaking news.
1: So, there are three actors in Avengers Infinity War going on Good Morning America this Thursday morning, Mike. Oh, I think we know what that means. I think that means <laughs> a trailer's coming. And do you know if we get a trailer this close to the movie, you know what else comes along with that? What's that? Ticket
0: sales. Ooh. I, I think you got a point there. I did
1: see some Redditors uh, over the weekend getting their ticket sales in uh, other countries. Um, uh-huh. for the like a week earlier than we get it. So if it's a week after they get it, then I think our ticket sales will be up. So we
0: may have a get trailer. You and your trailer and tickets. If you're, so poor, if, you... go... <laughs> if you're poor, go. start collecting cans.
1: That's right. Go go cash in right now. Um, mow some lawns or shovel some snow. Whatever you're getting. Whatever weather <laughs> you're getting. Sell all of year. sell all those bitcoins. That's right. <laughs> you so don't need them. Um, if that drops, you know i guess i mean this is a good good place to plug us later well you'll let us you'll know from us when a trailer drops that's for sure Uh if you're following us so um i just want to let you know that 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 news seems to seem to drop right now while we were sitting here so
0: breaking news i love it chris it's
1: true it's true so mike if people want to know what you're up to i mean when you're gonna start watching those last airbenders on 1080 and how good that quality is where can people find you at
0: well, they can find me at Mike Royer design on Instagram and Twitter and maybe, uh, what's that new social media app that everybody's talking about? It's like, uh, Ven Ven Venno? Venmo? have you seen, have you seen that yet? No, it's like, like Vero, Vero. That's what it yeah, is. I, maybe, maybe we'll all be on Vero someday soon.
1: I saw some artists, um, uh, at conventions doing that. Um, some guy I follow, so I've seen that. So maybe, maybe it's up, up your alley there.
0: Yeah, who knows, but uh, you can find me at Mike Royer Design uh, there, and you can uh, read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to see, if you're enjoying your new uh, VR world, where can they find you? You
1: can find me on Twitter at Valdan, Uh, V-A-L-D-A-N. Share it there from my, my Instagram to there. Uh, my wife got a good goofy picture of me on it the other day, and someone said, you look like you've been in it like 15 hours straight. I'm like, no, that was like the first five minutes I had the headset on. <laughs> so uh, it, was, it was really fun. So I'll be sharing some of my experiences on there. I think I'm about to b- buy a game called 100 Foot Robot Golf. That's VR compatible, <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. That sounds awesome. Um, and you can also head over to Comic UI and read this stuff there. We we uh, My crew, everyone on Comic UI got approved to go to C2E2 this year, so we're going to be bringing you some live stuff from there this year. And um, head over to YouTube, search the DNN, and see some videos we got going on there. So, so we got that going for us. I think uh, again, it's Winter Soldier is our Marvel movie of the weekend. So I gotta, I gotta watch that.
0: That's a good one, man. That's
1: right. If people want to know when that Infinity War trailer drops, and they want to know first where can they find us at, so when we share it.
0: Well, the best place to go is superhero slatecom That is the best place to find all the avenues that we host our show. We are on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, email. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can get merch at superhero slatecom slash store. We got like t-shirts, hoodies, stuff like that. It's like unseasonably cold in Southern California right now, so I would like a new hoodie, so that would be nice, so maybe I'll go buy myself one, uh, but if you want to check out our show notes and maybe if you want to see the first look of what Brainiac looks like or if you Want to see that preview for that uh, Ghostbusters trailer? You can get that on our show notes at superhero slate.com. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review wherever you're listening. We really love that. Uh, we love hearing from you. Write in, uh, drop us a comment, drop us a like, a subscribe, or retweet, whatever you want to do. We really love that. Uh, and if you want to be a super fan of the show, if you want that moniker, if you want to put it on your resume, your business card, if you want to tattoo it on your lower back, superhero <laughs> slate super fan. Uh, all you got to do to get our permission is just share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week.
1: That's right. We're definitely going to be here every week, and whatever else Mike said. So, um, <laughs> speaking of weather, we are like in a flood warning here. Like Kentucky's in a state of emergency for flooding. So, what a world we live in, man.
0: Uh, <laughs> they're just preparing. It's just viral marketing for Aquaman. Yeah, the, the Aquaman
1: of of Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week.
0: All right. Goodbye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Okay. Well, they're sponsoring they're sponsoring ramen at your local grocery they store. They right know now, so. their audience. audience. <laughs>